Thanks for listening. The following is an audio presentation from High Country Christian Church. For more information, please visit www.highcountrychristian.com. I want to um, share a few things from the scripture with you this morning. I don't want to go very long today. Um, It's always a conundrum when you are thinking about what to preach on Sundays when you know half the church is out traveling. Because uh, we, are, we are getting ready to start a, pr- a series on prayer, and I decided to wait to start that by one week just so that we could uh, have more people included in that series. But I want to share with you a couple things that I think will be a good precursor to our series on prayer. Uh, it'll be here next week. Uh, and it's called A Lifestyle of Prayer. How many of you would like to develop a lifestyle of prayer? I believe as Christians we ought to have a lifestyle of prayer. I believe that prayer ought not to be just a single item on our to-do list, but it ought to be something that we consider a lifestyle. So we're going to begin talking about that next week. But this week, just a few things that are on the top of my heart um, as I was thinking through what to share this week. Um, I want to come from Ephesians chapter 3. I invite you to turn in your Bibles, if anybody still has Bibles. I know a lot of people are on their phones these days, but you can, you can use your iPhone or your iPad or your eyelids and look up on the screen. We'll have the scriptures up there as well. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3, we're going to begin reading in verse 14, and I'm going to read down through verse 21. And I just want to camp on this passage for just a few minutes this morning. It says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning once again for the opportunity to come before your word. We thank you, God that you have breathed your word into our hearts. And Father, we are receiving this morning your wisdom. As we tap into your word, we're receiving grace. We're receiving insight. We're receiving your very nature on the inside of us. Thank you for speaking through your word. Thank you for speaking out of the pages of Scripture. Let these words transform us from the inside out today, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Let's make our confession of faith that we like to make this morning. You can follow along on the screen. It says, thank you, Father, that today the eyes of my heart see you, the ears of my heart hear you, my heart and mind perceive and understand your word and your will. Today I'm growing in the things of God. Amen. 
we believe that you're growing this morning in the things of God. I want to ask you to do something with me today as we go back through these verses. I want you to just on purpose receive something from God. What do you think about that? Just on purpose receive something. Just make up in your mind, make a decision right now. I'm going to get something from the Lord this morning. I, w- I was reminded of my friend Jim Hockaday, who's a good friend. Uh, some of you may remember when he was here. Uh, powerful anointing for healing on his life. And uh, he, he was telling me the story of a lady that he prayed for. And uh, she said, I really want to get healed. And he said, okay, I'll pray for you on one condition. You have to get healed. Apparently nobody else besides me thought that was funny. But um, he looked at her and he said, I'll pray for you, but you have to get healed if I pray for you. Can you do that? And he was, he was on purpose trying to get her out of her comfort zone to a place where she would make a decision to receive from God. That before he was even going to pray for her, he had to know she was making a decision. I'm going to get something from God. I want to encourage you this morning. Step outside of your comfort zone. I know it's quiet in here and it's, you know, a small crowd today, but that's okay. That's what happens during the holidays. Don't let that shake you. Encourage, I encourage you this morning, on purpose, get something from God. Make a decision right now in your heart. I'm going to get something from the Lord this morning. You'll be amazed at what he does. Okay, Ephesians chapter 3, again, verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Verse 16 is where we want to get to. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Everybody say, inner man. I want to spend a few minutes today talking to you about being strong on the inside. We're going to start this series on prayer next week. And one of the things that I know that's going to happen to you as you engage in prayer on a deeper level is that your inside is going to get stronger. How many of you know that you are not just what you see in the mirror? Amen? You're not just what you see in the mirror. There's more to you than meets the eye. Tell your neighbor that, just to encourage them. Just say, there's more to you than meets the eye. There's more to you than meets the eye. I'm reminded of a powerful man, a healing evangelist by the name of John G. Lake. Some of you may have heard of him. He used to wake up every morning and look at himself in the mirror as he was shaving and brushing his teeth and getting ready, and he would look right at himself in the mirror, and he would say, God lives in that man. And he would do it sometimes over and over, over and over, to remind himself, God lives in that man. You are more than meets the eye. And one of the things that I think is a problem or a plague in our world, in our culture, in our generation, is that people, number one, don't know who they are, and number two, are weak on the inside. They're weakened on their, in their inner man. They don't understand that there's more to their life than just the material world in which we live. Amen. There's more to you than meets the eye. What would happen if we as a church, locally, and if the church as a whole, the whole body of Christ, began to really pay more attention to our inner man instead of our outer man? I don't know about you, but I've spent way too much time in my life caring about the outer man instead of paying attention to the inner man. Now, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with, you know, 
paying attention to how you look, paying attention to, you know, taking care of your physical body. Those things are valid, but they pale in comparison to being strengthened on the inside. You can be strong on the outside and weak on the inside, and the tests of life don't come to test your outside. They come to test your insides. Amen. How many of you could say that's true? I've been through some challenges in my life. There's been some tests and some things that have happened. And you know what? That I may have felt some of that on my outside, but the real test, the real challenge was internally. There's something on the inside of you that's more than what you see in the mirror. And Paul is teaching us here that, that we need to be strengthened with the might of God's spirit in our inner man. On the inside. Let me read that verse for you one more time. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. This idea of strengthened with might, that word might is used all throughout the Old and the New Testament, and it's literally talking about the, the brute force of God. I mean, how, how, how many of you think God's pretty strong, right? You know, they used to ask us a question when we were kids, this like sort of entrapment question. Could God make a rock so big that he couldn't lift it? Did you all ever hear that kind of stuff when you were in Sunday school? That's a nonsense question. But think about this. How strong is our God? How mighty is he? In the Old Testament, they would call him the mighty one of Israel. The scriptures say that, that, that talking about the, the, um, the children of Israel in the wilderness, scripture says they, they, they stifled the mighty one of Israel because of their unbelief. This idea that God is so incredibly powerful, so incredibly strong, and so amazing, and he's living in us all the time, yet oftentimes you would never know it. Y'all follow me this morning? Oftentimes you'd never know that God was living on the inside because we live these weak lives. And Paul's trying to snap us out of that in this passage. He's trying to get us to understand. Let's try that again. Paul's trying to get us to understand that there's something better than being weak in this world. That we can be strong in the Lord. Amen. There's other places throughout the New Testament that this idea of strength gets introduced to us. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, where am I going to be strong, Paul? Physically? No. Strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Well, what is the inner man? Have you ever read that scripture and wondered what the inner man was? I will demonstrate it for you real quickly if I could have three volunteers. Tim, would you come up and help me? Dan, would you come up and help me? Brandon, would you come up and help me? Just stand right across. The three of you stand right here. Okay. Now, y'all pick a, pick a side. Just, just everybody turn and look at that side of the room. Just turn. Here, just turn your whole body. There you go. There you go. Now, put your hands on each other's shoulders. Okay. Now, 
as they're doing this, I'm going to read to you from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Check this out. I just want to make them stand up there uncomfortably for just a couple of minutes. First Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Everybody say spirit, soul, and body. Now some of you already know where I'm going with this. For some of you, maybe this is a refresh. For some of you, this is new information. I, I hope that it's a blessing to you. You and I are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. As I said to you at the beginning, you are more than what you see in the mirror. Now, for our demonstration today, Tim's going to be the spirit, Dan's going to be the soul, Brandon's going to be the body. Yes, there you go. There you go. I hope you like what you see. Spirit, soul, and body. This is the part of you, these two parts, the spirit and the soul, are the parts that no one can see. The body is the part that everybody can see. Okay, again, very Vanna White. When the scripture is talking to us about being strengthened by the Spirit of God with might in our inner man, it's talking to us about being strong spiritually and being strong in our mind or in our soul. This is the real you. The Spirit is the real you. You don't have a spirit. You are a spirit, right? One preacher used to say it this way, and I just think it was so perfect. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Again, 1 Thessalonians 5 really shows us this. Spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Now, the spirit is the part of you that is reborn when you get saved. Okay? It's the part of you that God communicates with. Amen. Have you ever been in prayer or talking to the Lord and you hear something on the inside? You can't put a finger exactly on it, but you know that you know that you know something from God. That's, that's your spirit. That's the real you on the inside, communing and conversing with God. It's awesome. Then the mind is what we, or excuse me, the soul is what we refer to as the mind, the will, and the emotions. The mind, the will, and the emotions. This is where your thinking happens. This is not just what you think, but how you think and why you think a certain way is your soul. And then, of course, your body is your body. Now, a lot of us spend all our time with this guy, working on our body, figuring out what are we going to do about our body medicating our body, taking care of our body. Almost none of us spend any time working on our spirit-to-spirit -spirit relationship with God. And then there's some folks that really understand what's going on, and they pay a lot of attention to how they think. Now, one more illustration before I let these guys sit down. I'm going to be God for just a second. Okay? If I'm God and I'm talking to Tim, spirit man here, it's going to be real easy for me to lead him in the direction that I want him to go. Right? Now, stop right there. Turn around, face that other wall. If the flesh is in charge, it's going to go in its own direction. Y'all go ahead and walk. Go ahead and walk straight. And just 
You guys, yeah, all, all of you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The flesh is going to go in its own direction. God could be right here trying to get the attention of the spirit man, and he won't listen because his flesh is in charge. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Thank you, guys. You can be seated. Let's give him a round of applause. Did you see how easy it was? I wanted to give you like a visual example so that you can see it. We throw these terms around a lot, spirit, soul, body. We talk about our flesh. We talk about the, the inner man of the heart. We talk all about these things, and it's, it's sometimes easy to get confused what we're actually talking about. You are a spirit, and you have a soul, and you live in this body. And the enemy wants to use your body against you, and God wants to commune with your spirit and keep your body and your mind in check. Amen? And when it comes to doing life in the kingdom of God, God's desire is that our inner man, which is our spirit and our soul, our spirit and our mind, will, and emotions, God's desire is that the inner man be strong. See, I'm trying to tee you up a little bit this morning because we're launching this series on prayer next week. And what I know that I know that I know is going to happen is that as you begin to pray and build and develop a lifestyle of prayer, you're going to start to see changes in your inner man. You may not notice anything on the outside. As a matter of fact, your outside, your flesh, is probably going to fight you. Anybody ever... Anybody ever sat down to pray and all of a sudden everything in the world needs your attention? You didn't even realize you had a sock drawer and all of a sudden it needs to be organized right now. Oh my God, I forgot to pay all these parking tickets. I got to do it right now. Amen. Been putting stuff off for six months and all of a sudden you sit down to worship Jesus, you sit down to pray and commune with the Father and all of a sudden everything in the world becomes super important. What is that? That's the world trying to hold the attention of your flesh so that your inner man can't be strengthened. The reality is that everything in your life that you will face is going to be conquered by your inner man being strong. When it comes to challenges, when it comes to marriage difficulties, when it comes to issues in your family, when it comes to trying to make decisions about the will of God, we just got done preaching for weeks about the will of God. When it comes time to make decisions in your life, it's your inner man that needs to be strong. Jesus said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. What does that mean? It means that there's three parts of you, that your spirit, soul, and body, and that there's a war for the attention of those three. The enemy wants to lure you away by your flesh, by giving your flesh too much of a voice. But God is interested in communion with you on a spirit level. God is interested in your your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions being strengthened. So how does he strengthen us? If it's important that our spirit be strong, if it's important that our soul be strong, how does that happen? Go back to Ephesians 3 and you see the answer. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, just flip back over there. That God would grant to you according, number one, according to the riches of his glory. 
according to the riches of his glory. The word riches there, some of you have heard me tell you this before. The word riches in the Greek there is the word plutos. Plutos. We don't have a very good English translation of that. The closest would be the word plutocrat, which is something that nobody ever uses. Anybody ever use the word plutocrat in conversation? Yeah, regularly, right? Yeah. (laughs) What is a plutocrat? A plutocrat is somebody who is so rich that it's impossible to determine their actual net worth. Bill Gates is a plutocrat. Jeff Bezos is a plutocrat. They're so valuable uh, that their money makes money faster than you can calculate it. So by the time they determine just how rich they are, they've already made more money and that number's changed. That's what a plutocrat is. And that word plutocrat comes from the word plutos in the Greek, which is the word for riches. So one thing that you have to understand is that when it comes to God, he is a plutocrat of glory. He is a plutocrat of mercy. He is a plutocrat of love. He's a plutocrat of power. He has so much that it's impossible for you to actually determine how much he has because he's so abundant in it. This word riches is used all through the book of Ephesians to describe God according to the riches of his mercy, according to the riches of his love, according to the riches of his power. He's so abundant in everything that he he is. So how is he going to strengthen you in your inner man? Well, it's going to be according to the fact that he's super abundant in glory. So the glory of God is something that is going to impact your life and is going to make you stronger on the inside. Can you say amen to that? That he would grant you according to the plutos of his glory, according to the riches of his glory, to be what? To be strengthened with his might. How? Through his spirit in the inner man. How is your inner man going to get strong? How? Through his spirit. Through the working of the Holy Spirit, God is able to infuse you with his might. You see, that's so important because I, because I don't understand maybe, I don't know everything about your life. I don't know what challenges you're facing this week. I don't know what issues you're going through. I don't know what's happening in your family life. I don't know what's happening behind closed doors in your world. But I do know this, that the Spirit of God is able to infuse your life with His might and with His strength so that when things are are ugly behind the scenes, you've got something to stand on. Amen. You've got something to stand on and put your confidence in. By God's Spirit, He wants to download His strength into your life. Amen. I mean, just put it in 2019 terms. He wants to download a gigabyte of strength, a terabyte of strength onto your hard drive. Okay? Your inner man, your spirit, your soul, the part of us that nobody can see, but it's so real. Nobody can see your spirit. Nobody can see your mind. But you've got one, don't you? I hope so. We can't see the the, the real you on the inside, but God can. And he is able to infuse you and download you with a dose of his strength. 
What would happen if you and I got so sensitive to the Holy Spirit in our lives that we actually felt ourselves getting stronger on the inside? Do you think it's possible? I totally do. I can testify in my own life that I've seen it happen. In fact, there have been times, and this, this is why this is such a perfect precursor to our series on prayer, because there have been times where I've actually just kind of like done experiments with this in my life, where I actually on purpose said, okay, today I'm going to, or this week, I'm going to intentionally honor God and pray extra and do this and do that to be aware of the presence of God. And then I'm going to monitor and see how I feel, and I'm going to monitor and see how my week goes and how my family interacts with each other. Matter of fact, I just did this the other night in the car. We were having a tough day as a family, just everybody getting under everybody's skin. I know, y'all, that doesn't happen at your house, but it does at mine. We were just everybody getting under each other's skin, right? And we got in the car to go into town, and it was just me and my wife and my girls. We just got in the car, and I said, we're going to do a little test. We're going to see what happens here. And the first thing we did was we went around in a circle and we forced everybody to tell everybody else how thankful they were for them. So we each took turns and went around in a circle. Abigail, I love you because of this. I'm thankful for you because of this. Claire, I'm thankful for you because of this. And we did it all the way around in a circle. And then I turned on a, a worship track and I said, guys, we're just going to intentionally worship the Lord together as a family. Let's just see what happens. It was an awesome experiment because you know why? There was immediate feedback, immediate feedback. We started to get stronger on the inside. What happens when you get strong on the inside is that your spirit now has the ability to tell your flesh to shut up. That's what it means to be strong on the inside. It's, it's when your insides get stronger than your outsides. Because how many of you know your flesh loves to talk to you about all the things going on in your world? That's why we were having such a, you know, crabby day in our house. Everybody's just running around being fleshy. Right? Well, she did this and she did that and I was playing and she took this and she hit me and then I just did this and da 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 and before you know it, everybody's picking and fighting with each other and mad at each other, and all of us are doing nothing but being fleshy. Anybody ever have fleshy day? What's happening there? That's, that's where your flesh is the one making the decisions, and your spirit is not strong in that moment. But what happens as you get more and more in tune with the Spirit of God and the, the more you learn from the Lord, the more you intentionally spend time exposing your heart to God is the stronger you get on the inside, now you're able to tell your flesh to shut up. Now somebody, the, the circumstance doesn't change at all. The same person does the same irritating thing that they did to you yesterday, but today it doesn't bother you. Why? Because your, your spirit has the strength to tell your flesh to be quiet. God wants you to be strengthened with might, with his might, with his ability, with his power on the inside. Now, I believe that's what's going to happen as we get into this prayer series. I think, that's, I think our lives are about to be transformed from the inside out. There's no, there's no mistake that we're doing this at the end of the year and, and carrying over into January. Because I'm going to tell you, there's some vision things 
There's some things in the vision for our church that we're going to be walking into and beginning to step into in 2020. And you, 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 you got to know that you got to be prayed up in order to do them. God's going to do some things in our church, and I'll save them for Vision Sunday. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too early. But I'm going to tell you what, we're growing, and we're changing, and we're transforming. And we're doing things with more excellence. And as we go into the new year, we're changing some of our processes. And we're, gonna, we're, we're streamlining. We're getting sleeker and smarter and faster and better. We're going to run faster and jump higher in 2020. We're going to impact more people than we ever have. And as we do that, it all comes out of our prayer life. If we can be strong in prayer, then we can be strong in our ability to change the world around us. And so I believe, I believe we're, we're on a springboard. We're getting ready to dive into some new things. And I'm excited about that. So I want to encourage you for the remainder of the month of December and into January to really come expecting as we talk about prayer, as we begin to develop a lifestyle of prayer for ourselves. And there's so many things we could say, and I'd, I've done everything I wanted to do here this morning. I want you to go from this place having your spirit and your, your soul, your inner man, strengthened. And that as we move forward in this next season of prayer in our church, that you would find your inner man getting stronger and stronger and stronger day by day. I can always tell when I've been seeking the Lord faithfully in prayer and then I stop. I can always tell an immediate difference in my life. It's almost instantaneous. When I've been praying real consistently and real faithfully, and then life gets busy and stuff starts happening and I'm not spending as much time with the Lord, I can immediately tell in my attitude. I can immediately tell in my habits. I can immediately tell in how I'm facing the world. I believe God wants you to be strong on the inside. Just like those three guys that were up here, your spirit, your soul, and your body, it's time for your spirit and your soul to get strong. It's time for your spirit and your soul to get strong so that you can face life and do it with victory. Amen? Let's stand up to our feet this morning. We hope that this message inspired you and filled your heart with faith. If you would like to visit our church, check out www.highcountrychristian.com for service times and location information. Thanks again for listening to this audio presentation from High Country Christian Church, where Jesus loves you, we love you, and your life counts.